Hello, lovely people. Welcome to the Thriving Women Artists podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Sarah van Dongen. I am Doreen Bellar. I'm Ping He. And we are here to share our creative journey and to support you on yours. Hello, lovely people, and welcome to this new episode. So uh, we decided to do another episode where we answer your questions. Since the last time we did that, we didn't cover them all. So the first question um, we have is tips for how to start selling your art. Yeah. Which I think is a a good question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've already... uh, we already did an, a whole episode about um, uh, selling your art, uh, but more p- specific, we can discuss now um, what would be a nice starting point to, to start selling your art, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, for me, it took so long, like that step felt so big for me to start selling your artwork, where it can actually, it doesn't need to be that much work. If you have True. like a few pieces of art that you're really happy with, I think the easiest thing you can do is there are these websites that sell stuff on demand. So um, I don't really know their names right now, but you can upload. Yeah, yeah. I think Redbubble is one of them. Um Society Six. Um, I yeah. started. I started yeah. making uh, uh, like a mobile phone sleeve. Ah, okay. yeah. I just want to mm-hmm. test if it's gonna work. So they say, "Oh, so cool! I have your. You have your own mobile sleeve. That's what uh-huh. I started. Yeah. yeah. So you just upload your stuff, and then they sell it, and they make it for you. I mean, you. I don't think you make a lot of money with it because you only get like very small percentage. But that's also because they do all the work. Mm-hmm. Um, they also send it for you, don't don't they? Yeah, they take yeah. care of the whole order. Yeah, right. Everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So, but I do think maybe the problem is that those websites are so big that it's hard for people to actually find your work. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you should probably share your your. Um, you're part of the of the online shop with your mother and family, and then they can buy stuff. Yeah, I think that's the easiest. You could probably do that like in a day, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now for printing on demand, if you know your start is okay, but also on a certain moment at the busy time, you have a you know, delivery problems, and uh, you know you cannot control the quality service. So, and so this for later. I think at the beginning it's okay to use that, and I also use that. But later, you need to find some places you can manufacture um, your own. Like if I started with postcard, I didn't start from print on demand because I know that will be the brand for my future future collection. So I oh. start. I I don't start my uh, my postcard on print on demand because you have to look where you want to start. Yeah, from. but yeah, I think being you you had a bigger plan with it, right? To, to yeah, it depends yeah, well, what your plan is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you were just a, a starting artist, um, uh, what I did was just um, I I sent my what was it um, four uh, images to a printer print shop. Mm-hmm. um online i think and um had some postcards and then just um about 25 copies 
per image, you know, per design to start with. And then, uh, yeah, to show, show it um, to your f- friends and family, people you know, and uh, start selling them. Because yeah. the investment is, is small and it's so nice to have your own designs as a, as a product, mm-hmm. right? The postcard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really easy and, um, yeah, satisfying. Yeah, so, so that's sort of option too, I think, to, to, um, to send your stuff to a print shop and um, sell them yourself. And what I think is the best time is for Christmas because mm. people want to buy. That's a really big time for people to buy postcards and send them out. So maybe, but I mean, that's only one scare. Yeah. And also, I think for me, I start to, um, I think when I was doing the, doing the study, I think I joined the one watercolor study. So what happened, our group member, end of the study, they organized a group uh, exhibition mm-hmm. for watercolor in Fundo Park. So this is how I like first time frame my work and start to put the price on it. It was scary, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, you have a whole group of 15 people and they invite family and friends. It's not that scary. So it's also another way to yeah. get yourself out there uh, with no solo exhibition because at the beginning you don't have that much, many pieces. Mm-hmm. But if you can do a group exhibition with 12 yeah. or even less, it's also a nice way to start. I, yeah. have, I think I started two different groups. And one is the place where I like a vested dog. It's a place where I used to go in the evening for live drawings. So they started also group like uh, 12 uh, and more than 14 artists. So they invite family and friends. So this is how I started. Mm-hmm. And did yes, you sell anything on the on the exhibitions or? Uh, after the exhibition, people came on the spot. Okay. They don't buy it, but they afterwards they think about it. They send me message. Yeah. Yeah, I want to buy this piece, not on the spot. Yeah, I would be more happy if, if it's still on the spot, but no. Yeah, sure, but uh, that's a g- great way to start. Yes. Yeah, uh, if yeah. Come and back the, to you. Yeah, yeah. Name and recognition, and people know exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and they get to know you. I think that's uh, it can be a real um, asset somehow. So. Also, I know people who um, had like a market stand, like on a creative market, and they did, yeah. And and these people, um, they didn't sell that much, but afterwards they got so many emails and stuff. Actually, also asking for other stuff, you know, custom portraits or. So, it can be, I think, in the beginning it's not really about the money because it's an investment in you know it's a learning process it's um so don't get caught up on the money especially with if you're gonna sell postcards because they're really cheap and um always sell packs it's my like sell three or four together yeah (laughs) yeah that's a great tip yeah 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 Okay. Okay. Did Next. we cover? I think so. Yeah, yeah we can okay. talk uh, another episode yeah, about how sure. to sell. But <clears throat> you know, we we already cover in episode sixteen ways to. Yeah, I just yeah, check so, yeah, on yeah, episode yeah. sixteen, yeah. and yeah. then we just have little little extra here. Okay. Here is a longer question um, of someone who would love to hear more about illustrators and artists selling courses on various platforms like Domestica, Skillshare, and At Your Lab. Well, Sarah, here you go. <laughs> you're the here I go. <laughs> you're the, the only one. Yeah. Um, 
So I did a Domestica course and I also did courses for Azure Lab. Um, and the question is, do you think the artists get a fair deal? Uh, there are a lot of uh, courses on these platforms. Would you recommend a particular platform for established artists? Um, I think it really depends. For me, um, Domestica was a really great opportunity. And even if I didn't make any money, I would have done it anyway. Because how the Domestica courses work is they invite you to create a course. So you make a course together and then they fly you over to the studio and then you create the course with their team of film camera people and- Sounds exciting. Set designers. <laughs> it was really exciting. Yes. <laughs> um, and then they do the whole editing process. They do the promotion, they do. So apart from that they do most of the work, Obviously, you, then you get a small percentage of the, the sales. But I think it's also a very good opportunity to see, to learn and to meet new people. And uh, for me, the, I mean, I just did my taxes very late again. And um, I realized now how much Domestica uh, and doing the course on Domestica changed my life, actually, because... Because of that, I, I actually earned enough money to, so that I could stop my part-time job at a children's bookstore. Um, but I think Domestica has so many courses that a lot of teachers don't earn that much money. It also might sure. depend on uh, the, their visibility, right? I mean, you have a, a lot of followers on Instagram, and I think that's really helpful to get your yes. courses sold. I right. think so, but I do. I think I do get a lot more followers also because of Domestica. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I do know that there are teachers on Domestica who don't have that many followers on Instagram, but whose courses are do great. So okay. I think it also depends the, on the, the what topic the course. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the course is about, and also I think how Domestica because they choose the title. So one of my courses is called something Find Your Style. I think that's a title that's yeah. very, people catchy. want that. Mm -hmm. That's very catchy. Um, I, so I think, and also like the promotional video, I also think that's, but so the thing about Domestica, they sort of have to come to you or that was my experience. Mm -hmm. And the same is with At Your Lab. They contact you or, well, you could contact them, but I think they get a lot of emails. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think Skillshare, you could just make an account. I didn't, I'm not on Skillshare, but you could make an account and create your own course and then make money. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. yeah, but you have to do everything, I think. So you have to film, you have to edit, you have to mm. do the, make sure the camera and the sound is great. So as someone who wants to start selling courses online i think skillshare is the one you could start right away but on the other hand is the most work because you well i think um skillshare does do sort of promotional stuff but yeah they do yeah yeah but i'm not really sure how that works i think it's more general uh, promotion 
Um, yeah, you, you have I do a know they, they have, yeah. yeah, and they do have collaborations with um, big podcasts, yeah. for instance. <laughs> That's true. Um, and yeah. yeah, and I think, and I'm not sure how they're getting paid with Skillshare works. I think you get, because like, Skillshare is a membership. So people pay, I don't know, okay. 10 or 15 euros a month, and then they can do all the courses. So I think you get paid if someone like for how many minutes people watch your course and um, divided by the total amount of people, blah, blah, blah. Something um, like that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know that some friends of mine, they just put the courses of their friends. They just press play and just go do something else so that they... Ah, your friends okay. earn money i think if you if you watch the whole thing you get more or something i don't know but i think skillshare is a nice place to get started um so yeah um I, yeah. yeah yeah well i think you've shared uh, quite a lot of information yeah, but also I think as an artist, you can also, uh, I also saw some uh, artist friends, they also start their own class on their own, on their own website. So what happened is they have like every three months, they have a new course uh, about painting or about color theory. So this three months you can log in and then you can get a certain amount of time, this three months and then next Next three months, they have a new kind mm -hmm. of courses you can follow. In this way, she she has to do everything herself. But on the other hand, she has her own kind of like royal followers. Because if you're on different platforms, sometimes it will happen that. So if you go type it watercolor, like if I do it, watercolor botanic, they have thousands. Like you are one of many. So mm -hmm. your promotion has to be outstanding or your name recognition recognition above all the, all the, all the other artists. Mm -hmm. So and, and also I think it's it's both ways. You can start with the general platforms and then you can also more specialize in your own platforms. Mm -hmm. That's what she did. She started straight away from her own platforms. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. um, it's good to um, start with how much do I want to do because if you want if you want to uh, make a course on your own platform, you need a website where people can buy, you know, you need to build a, bi a bigger website where people can buy your course and there's more software involved. Whereas with Skillshare, you just make an account and you only <laughs> have to do the filming and the editing. And, uh, and then with something like Domestica or Etcher, you have to do even, even less Okay. Um, mm -hmm. and I for me I'd, I always want to start with the easiest and then <laughs> yeah why not yeah. I mean it's you also have to invest if you do it by your own yeah yeah, yeah you have to invest yeah be, yeah not only time time but also money, money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah effort you have to learn yeah. new skills yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I mean some people might be super interested in building websites and filming and editing and so then then you should go for it yeah yes of, or you you have a business plan a clear business plan and you uh, ask somebody else to uh, to do the building of the website and 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 all that uh, but you know how to reach a, um, a bigger uh, 
public, you know, and to yeah. how to sell your courses. Yeah. So you you are sure that you uh, there will be a re- return on investment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It yeah, de- depends. Like also same as like uh, what we referred back, and when you start your uh, pod- uh, podcast, when you start your postcard line, <laughs> if if it's something you want to start with small, and if you say okay, that's the business I I did research, or that's the business I want to come in, then you start a different setup because yeah. Yeah, print on demand. The quality is not dif- is different that you do it, and the you know, and also same as selling uh, a course um, on different platforms. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends what you and the starting point. You need to have a little yeah. bit plan business plan. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think okay. I totally. It's such a good point, Bing. <laughs> so uh, I think it's really good to indeed in- look at your business plan. Is is making and selling courses really something I want to do or do I want to do it because I see some other people doing it and it mm. sort of looks like a good idea. And fun to do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm really happy that I'm not having a, um, an Imperium postcard company like like thing. Like that's not my thing, you know? So uh-huh. um yeah, sort of stay true to yourself and don't yeah. do yeah. what the other people are doing, but do what's good for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. <clears throat> um, it's specifically directed to me, but I think we can talk about it um, together. It's Sarah's considerations in composition and tone in her work. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, this is actually kind of a difficult question also is people ask me about my use of color because it feels like it's very intuitive like I don't think about it it's just what happens naturally but saying that I do know that there are years of practice and exploring and experiments and looking at images of other people that I like and sort of building uh, a way of working and a way of image making that fits me. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know how you guys, like how, what would you, like your way of, of, of composition and tone and color, how? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Sarah, that it, um, it comes naturally and it's part of um, your own de- development in, in making art. Uh, at the same time, um, if I look at my my own process in composition and and tone too, but um, um, in the first place about composition, um, I am also uh, always looking for uh, a dynamical uh, composition, and I do recognize my artworks that don't that that lack this dynamic. Um, composition um, but I'm searching for it so I'm aware of it and yeah so and in a way it's not not just naturally or organic but no um, but and it's also something you're really interested in I yeah. think mm-hmm. right so um, that's also somebody asked me like how can you put like a whole space in it on a tiny piece of paper you know that there that you can create a whole, uh, like environment or a whole environment a whole yeah. room 
Yeah. And I was like, yeah, how do I do that? <laughs> but then I kept thinking, and a few years ago, I wasn't really doing that, but I did know that that's something I'm really interested in. So mm-hmm. that's something I know that I'm interested in, but it's also sort of unconscious. So when I see works of art in a museum, but you other people doing that, I really think, oh, how did they do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think looking back at my childhood, the the books I loved the most did that, you know, and the books I loved the most had this weird perspective or had these kinds of colors or mm. so it's partly something that sort of I really like or I lean towards or that's in my personality. I don't know. And then partly you, you, um, you know, you, you, you learn. Yeah. 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 You, you got, develop you, it. Yeah, you rec- recognize it um, uh, in the work of other people. So you yeah. you are you feel inspired by their work because of this uh, specific yeah. element they have in their their art. Yeah, I think yeah. we've discussed it for a bit um, in the episode about finding your style mm-hmm. um, yeah. when we were talking about uh, inspiration and and um, um, what you could learn from. Um, the work of other people, other artists. Yeah, yeah. but I think for uh, for the composition depends the work you are doing because, like for example, it's like a children's mm-hmm. book, and then it's I'm now busy with two things. My main things is the you know card design. So for card design, I try to work on the card. Sometimes like uh, the tonality also is this piece. I'm looking now my whole world with my postcards right now. I'm looking at it. The composition, sometimes I have like one piece and then the central piece. I'll make sure that the people fall eye on it and the mm-hmm. color contrast. And if 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 there is a little kind of B on it, I want to have the composition and then have a little balance, have contrast. And also with the color, as Sarah said, is even though botanical art, you know, that the flower is there in, in the nature, you can always copy from the nature. But sometimes I do color with my own kind of intuition. And and you 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 don't want to copy like a camera, then you know why should the artist paint? So for me, it's like it's it's a way of me express the feeling how I feel the nature. And same as a story for children's book, for the composition, you want to make the story is not how you paint nicely technical part, how you like tell the story and have like bring the bring the reader or a reader in your story. So composition is something. You know, sometimes you have all the golden like rules, one third, but sometimes you also have to think out of the box what make the story or character standing uh, on its own and tell the narrative in a way, exciting way. So I'm also sometimes on my my uh, composition sometimes quite flat and I'm also learning the perspective, the light, put the light and shade and make the color more interesting. So it's kind of, like I'm uh, building my kind of uh, art muscle by doing the sketchbook, uh, by doing more sketchbook and it is coming composition. It's like you do thumbnail, but you don't struggle for three hours with making a thumbnail because you're already doing like foreground, the middle ground, the background, you know, the perspective. So it's, it's like also go back to the basics, like the composition, you just have to practice daily. And then when yeah. you do a real piece, it's it's like a, you you studied it already, um, you analyze already, and then it's not a challenge anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I also think what you also say, um, both of you, that intuition is is um, somehow leading. You have some uh, things or ways of to to express yourself that comes from your heart and your soul, and that's yeah. You you it's important to go back to that uh, always. Yeah. And, and besides, to to um, develop your skills in uh, perspective or. Um, drawing people uh, and and kids and yeah it goes together i think yeah and i think especially if you follow that intuition you will um be in a place where you really enjoy mm -hmm. uh learning new things and so um I don't really remember, but I know that there was a time in my in my practice where I was doing something and exploring something that I wasn't really interested in. And then it really feels like a chore. It feels like work and you're not really paying attention. And I'm not saying that, that our days are all sunshine and happy and because we do what we love, but it's something like this stuff, this, this composition and tone and stuff in my work, something that I love so much that I create and push sort of the same stuff over and over again. How many times I drew a person at a desk? I think thousands <laughs> of times and not one of them is the same. And I, and I'm still interested in it and I'm still, you know, so it's, it's practice, it's repetition, and it's all from this this central point that's that's part of your your personality or yeah, your yeah. 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 And, and I look at uh, here on the side, I have like uh, 20 pieces and I, it's, it's like I try to understand the tone, but sometimes it doesn't work. I think I, I learned it, I put in the black white. Sometimes I make it, just want to check if my tone is off. So I just take a photo and put on the black white to see really obviously yeah. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'm actually uh, surprised that that tone is in the question because that's something I really struggle with sometimes because color can really model with your perception of tone. You know, it's this saying like um, color gets all the credit, but tone does all the work or something. <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm actually i don't really feel like or no i know that tone is something that i'm still a little bit struggling with i mean i'm interested in it so it's something i really do consciously when i'm working on a piece i really think oh is this lighter or darker um so anyway <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting topic right it's yeah. an interesting yeah. it's a really interesting topic yeah and i think we've if uh, we have a very good answer. <laughs> okay, next question. What are the things that distract you most easily from making art and how you do you deal with them? Mm. <laughs> well, shall I start? Yes, um, you start. Uh, social media was distracting me really much, but... Um, yeah, you have to be uh, conscious about that because it's also very easy to just um, mute your phone or just uh, put it away or to set time uh, to be online and then uh, 
uh, quit again and, and go back to your work. Yeah. Um, totally agree. Yeah. 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 It's well, awareness is the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, that's if it comes to social media. One. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I have a timer, so I'm not allowed for longer. Well, it was 30 minutes on Instagram, but I changed it to 45 because 30 was too low and um so after 45 minutes it stops and i put my phone not on my desk but in the other side of the room Mm -hmm. because whenever i'm doing something and there's like this difficult part coming like i need to push through i need to read a bit more or i need to sketch a bit more then i go to my my phone and i lose all focus (laughs) so if i put the phone like on the other side of the room that doesn't that Uh happens less or even in a different room, if yeah. you have one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I also got distracted by um, uh, WhatsApp messages, and so, and that's why I um, turn off the the, uh, sound. the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Mm. And, and for me, I think I, I used to like when I used to work with flowers. So like uh, I have worked with different time zones. So I wake up in the morning in Asia. It's already three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So I have to answer all the questions for flowers. So first thing, I, even in the bed, I have to answer questions. So now when I start to work as full-time artist, in the morning, I try to no touch my phone. I know there are so many messages there. Mm-hmm. In the morning is my time. And mm-hmm. I I. I try to answer the questions in the afternoon um, because like email and uh, on the phone, WhatsApp, you mentioned and the call. And sometimes I'm muted this morning. It's my time. I don't take phone call. If it's urgent, you will send me a message. You will, mm-hmm. you will leave a message for me. So s- social media is a thing. So I say, okay, I allocate certain time is my social media. I used to, especially when I used to, um, you know, um, nursing Alice. So in a few, I, I feel guilty because I couldn't work. But I, one hand, I'm holding Alice on my arm. Other hand, I was on the social media. Mm. So I stop all of this now because it's the guilty feeling and you want to be there, but you cannot be there by your social media. You think you, are, you feel connected. So now what I do is, is stop distraction. I think um, what this social media is top one and also all the like non productivity related emailing, calling, answer, answer phone calls. I think I need to stop that. I allocate certain time of the day or in the weekend, I'll answer that or in the evening mm-hmm. when I'm less productive, I will answer that. Another thing is like um, family responsibilities because Alice goes to school certain days. Um, afternoon she's free so um, distract me so in a way I would like to spend time with her but also sometimes I have deadlines like this week I have two online events I have to finish my design I have to promote it so what I do is I also uh, in a way I hire people to help me like two or three hours so when I finish it then I'll be back so I have kind of I know what's the problem and they find a solution. So um, these two main things distract me. And uh, <laughs> it's like how ma- it's like ten things that distract you. How do you even get Manage, work done? Yeah. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I I try to um, yeah with yeah. I, well, before, I think before you're I saying don't realize, it like- yeah before I don't realize how little time I have. Now I realize. I look back. I really don't have much time actually. Yeah, and step one is I think. Uh, acknowledging the stuff that distract you yeah, and then you can do something awareness. about yeah. them yeah, yeah. so yeah. 
yeah. maybe it's even good to um, to write them down mm -hmm. uh, for yourself. Yeah. Whenever so, it happens, you get got yeah. distracted, then just um, write down. Yeah, that's a yeah. great tip. Yeah, what is yeah. it that uh, distracts then, me? Yeah, and then you can also see like some stuff are important. You know, if it's a you, household, you for, for for example. <laughs> no, that's not important. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I mean, I'm totally distracted by social media and WhatsApp messages. And emails as well, in the sense that um, I like to have answered the important emails. Otherwise, they're like floating around in my in my head. And also, if I have meetings, they really mess with my mind. So maybe it's best, that was what I was thinking, to try to put all the meetings in one day in the week. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. I can have more focus on the other days. And so to be honest, sorry. Well, yeah, no, go on. <laughs> um, I think housework does distract me. Like if there are a lot of dishes or the yeah. um, washing machine, yeah, is yeah. laundry. Yeah. Um, but also that's something I really know. So I keep on top of that so that that doesn't... Um, distract me that much so you have to get yourself organized that's yeah maybe that's yeah. what it's about being. yeah and yeah, you you go. i think of two things the one thing i think maybe you can do a test uh, what i did like i if i do something i write it down what my time was spent this week so when I, I, I look, okay, I'm on social media at nine o'clock, for example, I start to work, how many times I was on social media, I write ah. my kind of habits and then look back which time and what kind of like, uh, uh, what kind of like habits, what kind of, uh, how you say, the pattern uh, that always, why I do that? Because I want to procrastinate. Uh, when I have difficult uh -huh. challenge, I go on the internet, I go mm -hmm. on this and how many times, how many hours, how many minutes? And then I realize, oh, because I have overcome some difficulties with finding or research, oh, mm -hmm. what is the problem behind it? So I kind of have a kind of pattern, find my distraction pattern, and then I mm -hmm. work on it. This is one thing. Yeah. For, for household things, I think maybe in the future, I now have uh, my husband to help me. Uh, I see uh, this is my hour washing can you do this and i do tomorrow so i know that i uh -huh. don't need to worry about washing today yeah yeah That's or hire someone somebody to do the household yeah i do it also be a solution yeah i do at once yeah. every two weeks uh, somebody uh -huh. coming I, to my house yeah yeah that's nice but you, you also have a big house so it's it's necessary <laughs> um uh, i was also but I forgot then it wasn't well, important. I have something to add. I think uh, it might help to, to set uh, just uh, small pieces of time uh, with your alarm um, to make sure you can focus on the things you want to get done and then have this, this um, next small piece of time to do the, the, the next task or to continue the, the first one. And yeah. also make sure you you make some time you you preserve some time to to go for a walk to process the emails you you uh, that um, came in and um, the difficult issues you are you have to make your mind up to um, 
so you have some time to um, um, digest these things yeah. and not get distracted by them while while doing um, uh, artwork or something. Yeah, so it, it all comes down to a very good schedule in which yeah. you also schedule downtime and like maybe outside nature time. Yeah, and, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's all about planning in a way mm -hmm. because if you plan, sometimes you know that it, you know what distraction. Sometimes it's also about you didn't plan well and something coming up and you have to stay this one on top of it. But it's, it's except the social media things, I think destruction is also we cause the destruction because we're supposed to do follow through, but sometimes we didn't plan well, things didn't follow through and other things coming up. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's at the emailing part. And also sometimes we make the, the flow, flow of our project, the flow of our work is not ideal for us to concentrate. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so... Uh, for them today, if I suppose to make a uh, make a video for my class, the thing is, I all the equipment is everywhere scattered. But when their intern coming comes in, she has to look what I, she doesn't know what I want to do. So this is all about planning, distractions, all about what you didn't plan well, and then these things will fall apart. So mm -hmm. if you have email, have a system, auto system, you have like VA in the future. If all of us <laughs> we can have VA, so. And this is gone, you know, uh, and in the future, if we can have a system set it up, sometimes it's automatic uh, response. Certain email is automatic response. You can go for looking yeah. for QR, uh, uh, yeah. question and answer, you know, something like that. Yeah. But I mean, uh, sure, if we might have a VA and a housekeeper and, uh, you know, in the future, <laughs> we might have all these things, but you could still get distracted by... The view outside, or your phone, or just—I don't know. And I think I think you were saying it, Ping, that it's really good to notice not only what you're distracted by, yeah. but the moment you're like. I think it's something you're walking away from. You know, something that's difficult or something that you don't really like, and then you go. So that's also really good to notice. When mm -hmm. do I grab my phone? Uh, yeah. Is it a difficult email? Is it a yeah, true a research? Is it and I, I of, think yeah. uh, um, even if you have this uh, um, tight schedule or or planning, uh, you still might be dis distracted. And what helps me to um, avoid uh, being distracted, if I have an, a good planning, is to look ahead to my next task after uh, the first one, what's next? So my mind is already prepared to go there. Um, and I, I won't be uh, distracted that easily if I do know what, what my next task is. That's yes, good one. And I, uh, and I also think, you know, distraction is bad when you're working on something but distraction can also be nice in between. So, um, so I have a friend and together we often do the Pomodoro technique. I think that's officially like 25 minutes or 25 minutes of concentrated work. And then a few minutes, yeah, you can chat or look at your phone or go to the bathroom, grab a coffee or something. We do 45 minutes of work and then 
you have five minutes to check that email that came in or to, I don't know, you could um, make your own schedule. But I, mm. I, I mean, I'm not saying you should ditch social media altogether, you know, <laughs> or nor the housework or your family. So in between, it can also be sort of a reset before you move on to something mm -hmm. else or... Yeah. yeah. What, what happened to me with the destruction? I when I come into my studio, uh, I I close the door. I close the curtain. It's like uh, like when you do the TV, you are like on the air, you know, in in the air on mm -hmm. the air. It's like a television crew is like cameras ready. So I'm on the stage now. So for me, I treat myself as like I'm just on the stage now. So I finished my program. I finished news. Uh, broadcasting and then I mm -hmm. finish and then I go off so this also helps me like when I close the door I give, give a ritual that I'm now on the air <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. yeah and the second things I think I make a fake kind of deadline um I feel like I I wrote like a briefing to myself actually I uh, this client said that I need to finish this design so I feel like I give my fake briefing to myself and accountability because this client said that I need to finish it. So I feel like I, yeah, because somebody caught on me. So I, I have to finish it and I like to finish because I don't want to disappoint people. But this is a fake kind of deadline and fake <laughs> client request. And then it helps me too. It helps really. <laughs> it's kind of smart because somehow we're okay with disappointing ourselves. Yeah. That's not... A big deal but disappointing someone else that's not yeah. done yeah, yeah i'm i another thing i can get distracted by is disappointment in myself so sometimes accidentally you know i start the day really early like okay i'm on it and then i open instagram and somehow suddenly it's an hour later and then i feel so bad like i can get so angry at myself and then it's so much harder to start work instead of saying okay this was bad but nothing can be done it's already happened let's go yeah. you know i get in this negative cycle so yeah you could use this pomodori um thing for that too because uh use just one pomodori to to feel disappointed in yourself yeah, and then go on <laughs> yeah i mean it's so um difficult because you have to listen to yourself and your feelings but you don't have to you know be buried by them and no not not pay too much attention not pay too much but to still it. listen to yourself sure uh, yeah yeah it's complicated <laughs> another thing don't exaggerate a distraction as like oh it's distracted you make yourself nervous you know i think it's also good to set you know being organized to set a tone to work Tone, like tone is like a good mood to work and a flow when you have a flow of a working flow and i think it's unstoppable uh, i made like seven designs i i was like a squeeze like oh where's my inspiration but certain moment you have a certain flow you couldn't stop so there's mm -hmm. no distraction so i think it's also um set a nice flow for yourself and not tone a nice uh, mood yeah. for yourself mm -hmm. that's so super, super important I think the, the things you say to yourself in your head really have a um, 
impact, they really do right? something yeah have an impact so yeah. um i mean we we have already talked about this i think but we have voices in our head and just chop them off and just sing or either i can do this i want to do this this is going to be great you know and just just <laughs> go for it and don't think too much um in the yeah. end, you are the director director of uh, these people in your head because you you yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It's, right. um, you have to, to learn to to manage them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and take you know you are the director, so take control. Don't let all the voices um, do yeah, their stay, thing. Stay curious to the the voices, but um, uh, yeah, keep. Uh, um, Keep, keep uh, hold of the script. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, I think um, we've one? run quite over time. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's skip the last question and finish this episode. Yeah, yeah we, say, can have, we can have a third episode with questions. If, yeah. come in. Uh, if you yeah. have any more questions, please let us know. Uh, by email or by uh, Instagram direct message or yeah. On Monday, every, mon yeah, every Monday morning we're going to post the uh, new episode you can give comment on Monday because we cannot search everywhere for your comments but on every Monday we have like a new release you can comment, you can ask questions yeah. so we will look into it as well yes thank you guys for listening <laughs> and uh, thank you Thanks. see you bye next bye. week Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please check out our show notes or our website, thrivingwomenartists.com. If you like our podcast, please leave a review. See you next week.